You gotta open your throat, relax your jaw. So much music. You played that music in the middle of the night. Rock and roll. Gotta hate rock and roll. It's catchy, right? Let's get this party dumped in. It's unfair that we can't listen to our music because it is about drugs and promiscuous sex. It's music news you can use. For February 17th, 2021. Alice appear to be teasing their return with the title The Last Man on Earth. The title appears to be the band's website along with a cryptic looping video of a single blinking eye, along with a form for fans to enter their email address. It has also appeared on sponsored posts on social media, leading many to believe that the news on their third album or new music is imminent. It's yet to be made clear whether The Last Man on Earth is the name of the band's next album, upcoming single, a side project, or something else entirely. But it's exciting if you're a Wolf Alice fan like I am. The band's last album was the acclaimed Visions of Life, which was released in 2017. It won the UK's Mercury Prize the following year. The Foo Fighters were on Howard Stern on Sirius XM over the weekend, and during the interview, Howard dropped an awkward question on Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, which offered an honest response from the stickman. Dave, I don't care who, what Taylor says. It's got to be intimidating being in Foo Fighters. You were, in the, in the sense that you were the drummer in Nirvana, and you're such a good drummer yourself. I'm sure, Taylor, you sit there and have nightmares that he's going to be critical. And is he critical? <laughs> um, I think because Dave was the drummer, and the drummer is like, as you say, oh, who cares about the drummer? You know, and that's the hot seat. And if the gig goes bad, it's the drummer's fault. The band's so, only as good as his drummer. Yeah, the band's only as good as drummer, and only as bad as their drummer as well. So, like, so Dave, he's not a never a dick about it. Really, honestly, I can honestly say that he's never a dick about it. But um, it's intimidating. There's no question. When I joined the band, I was super intimidated because you know. I met Axl Rose the first time, and he said, what's it like being the drummer for the greatest drummer of the 90s? I'm like, oh, hard. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said to me. I was like, whoa, Axl Rose. And he said that, and I'm like, oh. Howard also asked Dave about his process on making a record. Like the first, I don't know, five, seven years of the band, I was like, gee, like it sounds, it's got to sound like this. It's got to sound like this. And then I finally realized, like, what am I doing? You know, this album in particular... I was like, I'm walking out of the room. I'm the I'm the one thing getting in the way of a good Foo Fighters record. Like I'm the guy that's like hovering over the producer and the engineer, like, no, do this, do this, do this. And I finally realized, like, wait, I'm probably the band's biggest problem. Like, I should just get the fuck out of the room and let the band do the thing that the band does, and then come in and be happily surprised, like, oh my god, I never imagined that. I never thought of that. And ultimately that's what like a, an album like this it goes beyond my imagination in a lot of ways because I just got the fuck out of the room for a couple minutes and let everybody do their thing you know Medicine at Midnight is currently the number one album in the United Kingdom and is the band's 10th studio album <laughs>
Dave Grohl has opened up how Them Crooked Vultures originally formed another one of Dave's side projects and his plans to eventually reunite the supergroup. Grohl joined forces with Queens of the Stone Age's Josh Homme and Led Zeppelin's John Paul Jones to form the hard rock supergroup who realized their debut album in 2009 known as Them Crooked Vultures. Speaking in a new episode of a Medicine at Midnight radio on Apple Hits Music, Grohl explained how he and Josh reached out to John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin to a lukewarm response before agreeing to fly to L.A. for a jam session. A quote from Dave on the radio show said this, When we sat down to start playing, it was about 30 seconds to a minute and we realized this is a real band. It was a really incredible time. I hope that we someday do it again. Unquote. X go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop out from stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I'm... DMX has revealed that he has a collaboration on the way with Bono. I'll say that again. DMX is going to be hooking up with Bono. The song is going to be called Skyscrapers. Speaking in a new interview, the rapper discussed his much-anticipated comeback album, which will feature an array of guests, including the U2 singer. I got uh, Bono. Bono? Bono. Bono? Bono. 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 From U2? The U2? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to let you do it. That's the world. Right. I'm not yeah, going to exactly. let you just throw Bono in there. Like, right. He just said it. He just said it like it was regular. You know Bono. <laughs> right, right. No. X said he was introduced to Bono by Swizz Beats, the rapper's longtime friend and collaborator, who is also executive producing X's new album. DMX's yet-to-be-named album is his follow-up to 2012's Undisputed and will also include features from Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, Alicia Keys, Usher, and the late Pop Smoke. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Netflix has announced a new Notorious B.I.G. documentary called I Got a Story to Tell. Here's a clip. My son was a very smart kid. He was already writing since elementary. I was initially trying to groom Chris to be a jazz artist because he was so talented. Every summer, Chris would come back from Jamaica. He would be a sponge to just so much more that was outside of our scope. He was like, I gotta get us off the streets. Dream, dream. I'm just trying to rip the hardest rhymes. Biggie, I Got a Story to Tell, will cover Biggie's early life and his ascendance to rap superstardom. The new film, which is executive produced by the late rap legend's mother, Violetta Wallace, and Sean Diddy Combs, of course, will land on the streaming service on March 1st, eight days before the 24th anniversary of the rapper's death. And finally, Taylor Swift's recently announced re-recording of her 2008 album Fearless will be eligible for some Grammy categories, but not others, according to the Recording Academy. In a statement provided to Billboard.com, a Recording Academy spokesperson said the re-recorded tracks on Fearless, Taylor's version, such as her new recording of Love Story, would be eligible for performance categories, but not for songwriting awards. This is because the songs were previously released. However, Swift has also promised 
six new songs on the forthcoming record because they're previously unreleased, these songs would be eligible for both songwriting and performance categories. It has happened before. In 1990, Roy Orbison won for the re-recording of his 1964 track, Oh Pretty Woman. Another is Elton John, whose re-recording of Candle in the Wind in 1997 won him the Grammy Award for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. That's music news you can use for February 17th, 2021. I'm Dave Wheeler.